ഹയവാനും وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم روح القلوب ساعة فساعة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسسبكت رمضان الكرام ورزيز النلدز في آيها اندس دنيا somebody will live for 20 years somebody 50 years maybe somebody 80, 90, 100 years but sooner or later every person has to leave nobody has ever lived ever since he was born till now centuries have gone by and in any case one and all has to taste from the cup of death why are we here what is our object do we have an object in mind what we have been created for so allah taala himself has spelled this out for us وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That we have created this insan and jinnat. The object and the purpose of this is لِيَعْبُدُونَ So that they will worship me, worship Allah Ta'ala. And the Mufassirin explain that what is included in this, the essence of this worship is the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala. لِيَعْرِفُونَ So this is why we are in dunya. If a person... has achieved many many things in dunya but he hasn't achieved the object then really everything has been lost but this insan is insan he has needs there are various limitations which he has so he has to fulfill these needs as well but needs are needs and the object is something apart from the needs the object is always in front of a person and the needs are on the side the object will always dictate what he does when he does it how he does it and the needs can be juggled around so if a person who lives his life in this manner that he has recognized his object and he has understood what are the needs then inshallah he will pass through this phase of life safely and he'll reach the destination safely to understand this by a little example somebody goes to school now what is the purpose of going to school so it's obvious the purpose of going to school is to now study to learn to finally now he's got some vision in front of him that finally i will finish my schooling i'll finish matric and then i'll go on to study something else and one day i'll probably become a doctor or i'll become something else a rocket scientist so he's got a whole plan in front of him So likewise there's another student but now why is he in school so he says no the school has a lot of good sporting activities and from time to time they have excellent excursions so now that is why he is in school so when he goes in the morning he remembers to take the football along but he forgets his pens and pencils and whatever other equipment is necessary he remembers to take the cricket bat along but he forgets his textbooks 
because he doesn't have any interest in that. So now he has lost track of what really the school is all about. Why is he going to school? And if there isn't an excursion, for any reason the excursion got cancelled, he's in a depression. He lives from one excursion to the next. And he will not remember what homework is necessary to be done, but he will remember what is an exporting event that is going to take place. Now anybody who knows this kind of student, or anybody whose son is going through his school life in this manner, that father will be extremely disappointed and say, you wasted my money, you wasted my time. I didn't send you to school for all this. If you really dedicated yourself to the studies, and on the sideline you did something, and you played some football and whatever else, obviously whatever happens within the limits of Shariat and Deen, that was something that we could have understood. But you made this sporting and excursions, your object of going to school, you wasted our time and money and everything. You have totally disappointed us. Now likewise, we are in dunya, we have needs indeed, we have many needs. This insan has needs of eating and drinking, that is, these are his fundamental needs. He has need to take care of his family. He has even a need to rest and relax from time to time, to relax his body. He has a need to even rest his mind. It's all his needs, insan is insan. But, with all these needs with him, he must never ever lose sight of what his object is. He must never ever lose sight of what his purpose of life is. If a person has mixed this up, if somebody has made the needs the purpose of life, now somebody has made eating and drinking and really living it up the purpose of his life, then he'll give his whole life into his business from eight to late and anything and everything will go but and whether the deals are halal or haram whether there's interest involved in it or not whether there is some fraud or whatever the case may be whether somebody is being deceived it won't matter to him because this has become the purpose of his life so he must just see the figures increasing all the time and he's happy about it then whether there's salah in his life or not that also doesn't matter that will be dictated that business will dictate what he does how he does it when he does it life will carry on in that manner. Likewise, this insan has a need to rest his body, he has a need to rest his mind as well. This too is a need. And we recognize this need from the life of Rasulullah That this deen that Nabi gave us from Allah is a completely balanced deen. It takes care of every need of this insan. And there's complete moderation in this. There's no extremism. Once three Sahaba came and they inquired from the Azwad Mutaharat, what was the way that Nabi Islam conducted himself in his time at home? So, in any case, they were explained this much of time Nabi Islam was spending ibadat, then there would be time that he would rest as well, and whatever details go along with it. So, when they heard all this, they misunderstood the whole thing. They misunderstood it in the sense that they took it as, well, this is something fine for Nabi Wasallam. He is the Masum Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. He is somebody who is totally sinless. So if Nabi Wasallam spends some time resting also, this is fine for him. But for us, we are not of that caliber. We are very, very weak. So we need to dedicate 100% of our time in ibadat. 
So one of the three people said, as of today, I am never going to sleep at all the whole night. My whole night will be in ibadat. The second person said, I am never going to leave one day without fasting. My whole life is going to be in fasting. Besides the days that are not permissible, five days in the year, my whole life is going to be fasting. The third person said, I am never going to get married off. This is my decision now. So that I can dedicate my entire life to ibadat alone. Nabi Wasallam came to know of this. And he came to them. And he said, you said these things? Are you the people who made these kind of decisions? They said, yes, this is what we said. Nabi Wasallam then addressed them and said to them, that, Inni lillahi wa that there is nobody who fears Allah Ta'ala more than myself. Nobody who has greater taqwa than myself. And you claim to be my followers, then listen to what's my way. Inni asumu wa uftir. There are days when I fast, nafil fast, Nabi Sallallahu general manner of fasting during the week was Mondays and Thursdays he would fast. There would be other days in the month, the 13th, 14th and 15th of the lunar calendar, Nabi Sallallahu would fast. There were other days also from time to time he would fast, nafil fast were filled in the life of Nabi Sallallahu But at the same time, since there are days I fast, there are days I don't fast also. There's a part of the night, that I dedicate to ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. There's a good part of the night that is spent in salah, but there's a good part of the night that is spent in resting as well. And I'm also married. I'm also married. This is my way. This complete moderation. And I've taken care of all the needs of life. So the person who does not follow my way, he is more interested in some other thing, then he's not on my way, then I don't have anything to do with him. So Nabi Wasallam gave us the path of complete moderation. And part of this moderation was to take care of this need of the mental relaxation as well. If you open any book of Hadith Sharif, then you will generally find one chapter on mizah and the light-heartedness of Rasulullah Now what is this mizah? What is this light-heartedness all about? He would joke with the Sahaba sometimes. He would have some light-hearted moments with his wives. What is this light-heartedness all about? This is a form of mental relaxation. It makes one feel comfortable. It makes others around feel comfortable. It puts others to rest. Now this was Nabi Wasallam was not in need of all this. But this was his sunnah. He is teaching us life. That look, this is also a need of insan. So this too he did. And he taught us also. Then, on one occasion, Nabi Islam was traveling. And Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa was with. And the Sahaba were with also. Nabi Islam would travel with any of the Azwaj of Harad, they would be in an enclosed carriage. So, in any case, as they were traveling, Nabi Islam said to the Sahaba that, Taqaddamu, all of you move on, move ahead. And then he said to his Aisha, after they were all out of sight, he said to his Aisha radiallahu I'm going to race you today. Now obviously she was fully covered as it is, but he first sent the Sahaba ahead, all of you move on. And then, as Aisha says, that Nabi Sassun raced with me. And he says, I was, she says I was very light at that time, and I could run faster than him, and as a result I beat him. Any case, the time came and went. Sometime later, again they were traveling, Again the same thing happened. 
Nabi Islam said to the Sahaba, Taqaddamu, move on. And then he said to us, Aisha, that I'm going to race you again. So she says, this time I picked up some weight. I could not run as fast as him. And as a result, he beat me. So Nabi Islam said, look, last time you beat me. This time I beat you with even the scores. Now what was this? I, the word in this time and age has become distorted. And it has its own context and own connotations. But just for our purposes in inverted commas, we'll say that this was entertainment. So in principle, Dean has catered for all these needs. But now where does the problem come? The problem comes when a need has become the objective. When a person has made the need his purpose in life. A need is a need. And the shariat, the principle of shariat is that the need is confined to the extent of the need. And in a pot of food, all the spices are in place and whatever the ingredients are and the whatever is meant to be cooked is all in place. But it also needs salt. But now how much of salt it needs? And there's a pot of food, it needs a teaspoonful of salt maybe. Now a person says, well the salt is what adds all the flavor to the food. And everything is in place, but if the salt is missing, this is totally tasteless. So now therefore I need to put more flavor. So he adds a whole cup full of salt in that food. Now what is going to be the end result of that? Where there was supposed to be a teaspoonful, he put a cup full. That's going to spoil the entire pot of food. So likewise, this mental relaxation is a need. It's a salt in the whole food of life. But when it has become the need of life, and not just the need of life, there are those people who have made it their religion in life. This is not just something that's just a concept, this is a reality. There are those who believe, have the belief system of hedonism. And what is the hedonism all about? Hedonism, the definition of hedonism is that pleasure is the sole purpose of life. Pleasure is the sole purpose of life. And the attainment of pleasure, the words of the definition are, is the ideal aim of conduct. Now what does this mean? In other words, that there is no object of life but to indulge in leisure and pleasure. So come what may, there is no barriers, there is no inhibitions, there is no restrictions, there is no rules, there is no laws. Whatever you can do to please yourself, to indulge in the leisures and pleasures of life, no matter whether it is permissible or impermissible, there is no permissibility and impermissibility. There is no halal and haram. There is no thing as any difference between nikah and zina. There is no rule of any sort. Do what you want. Whether it's an intoxicant or whether it is anything else, it's up to you. There is no restriction of any sort. Life is for pleasure. So you must not be restricted from whatever you want to do. And if it takes anything, the ideal aim of conduct, it means that no matter what you have to do to acquire that pleasure, that is the right thing to do. If you have to sell your morality, that's the right thing to do. If you have to do the most kind of immoral thing to acquire that pleasure, then that is the ideal aim of conduct. Now this is one group of people who live in the world with this as their religion. They are hedonists by belief. There are others who don't have this as a belief. MashaAllah they are 
many many who have iman allah taala keep us with iman and allah taala protect and save god our iman take us with iman raise us with iman on the day of qiyamah and there are others who are in the akhirah they are also doomed in any case if they don't come into iman but some believe they are christians some believe they are jews some believe they are whatever else so they believe in some belief system other than this hedonism but unfortunately even those who have iman a very great number in day to day life we live practically as hedonists not entirely but way in the sense that this entertainment has become the object of life and how that that entertainment will determine to what extent deen can fit in the gaps that leisure and pleasure of life that will take precedence that will dictate what a person does when he does it how he does it and wherever deen can be fitted into the gaps deen will be fitted in also if the game will allow him to perform salah with jamaah then he perform salah with jamaah and if the game doesn't allow that then the salah the jamaah will be left aside and allah forbid that if that game will take from the beginning till the end of the salah time it will become qaza then it will become qaza also and a person will still feel he did a great favor to allah taala that he made the qaza later whereas in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that man fatat hu salatun the person who misses one salah in its time even if he makes up for it later he missed one salah in its time fa ka'annama wutira ahluhu wa maluhu then it is as if that the, the loss that has come as a result of this is as if he has lost all his family and all his wealth in one go what is that loss that loss is not as great as a loss of losing one salah in time but now if that entertainment that leisure and pleasure that game if that does not allow the salah in time then the salah can be put aside this will take precedence now that is living life though with iman but practically living life in the manner of a hedonist that the pleasure must take precedence there's a nikah then first all the frills and fancies that are against shariat because that will give us some excitement they'll be put into place then some one qiraat will be fitted into the whole equation and some maybe some dini talk will also be fitted in and whatever else can be fitted in but then life will go on as if there's no din then the intermingling will take place and allah forbid the dancing will happen will happen and there'll be music and there'll be whatever else and that entertainment will take the priority that will be become the object that will dictate what will happen whatever wherever the gaps can be filled in with din well and good in order to have that leisure and pleasure to amuse oneself to feel the excitement that others seem to be feeling then if that requires that a person has to be dressed in a certain way in an immoral manner fine that is it leave the dini requirements of dressing aside why because i'm going to a certain venue now where it's going to be the entertainment will require to be dressed in this manner so that becomes living life in the way that the hedonists live which allah taala has already explained in the quran sharif afaraita man ittakhadha ilahahu hawa have you seen that person who has made his deity his desires that dictates what he does when he does it but then what happens some of the other for some things will find some legitimacy something out of context something to pull it out from somewhere to give it some legitimacy now for example the hadith sharif that we just discussed where aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha explained that nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam raised to her now this hadith is now ready for us to be used out of context 
to legitimize what we want. So how is it legitimized? Well here is it. This racing was what? It was exercise. And exercise, who was exercising? So Aisha was also exercising. Nabi Sallallahu was also exercising. So now I'm going to exercise as well. But where I'm going to exercise in the gym. So now in all that nudity, in the midst of all that music and nudity and whatever other, has any person entered some of these gyms or any of these gyms and left with his iman, let alone in a better level, even anywhere close to the level it was before he entered. But there's some legitimacy for it. But the very crucial part in that Hadith Sharif, when Nabi Islam said, Taqaddamu, said all the Sahaba had, please move on first. Everybody out of sight. And then he entertained Hazrat Aisha in our usage of the word, not in the modern usage of the word. He entertained her in the inverted commas to make her feel happy a little. But this is the bottom line that that was done well within the limits of Shariat and Deen. Everybody was out of sight. And it was the extent of the salt in the food. That did not become the object of life. But unfortunately, when this becomes the object of life, maybe not a stated object, not a declared object, but it creeps into the system. And it starts dictating what we do, when we do it, how we do it. And when and where we'll allow, be allowing Deen to come into the picture. Then what happens? Then everything becomes entertainment. And everything will be judged or done for entertainment. Even deen will be reduced to entertainment. Hajj and Umrah will become largely entertainment. Person will perform his tawaf. He'll make some ibadat. He'll make a lot of zikr and dua also maybe. But the main part of the whole itinerary and the main part of the program will be how he's going to entertain himself. In the shopping centers, in whatever else. That will dictate his program of the day. And then he'll fit in the tawaf, etc. around it also. Qurbani will become entertainment. That is that Qurbani is not fun-filled, it's not worth it. Whether that animal is going to suffer or not, in the extra drama that we'll create, that is a secondary issue. But there must be excitement. That Qurbani will become excitement. And that will be judged on the basis of that entertainment factor. If it's not exciting, it's not worth it. We'll do go somewhere else where there's more excitement, more fun. Even a dini discourse will be judged on the basis of what is the entertainment factor in it. Somebody might be a very senior personality, person whose heart is bubbling with that ruhaniyat, and whose company might transform our life in moments. But maybe the manner in which he is Saying whatever he's saying is might be in a very straightforward, simple manner, doesn't seem to give us much excitement, then this is not worth it. But if something gives us a lot of excitement, then that will be worth it. So even the deen will be dictated by the entertainment factor. And that entertainment factor then comes into everything of life, Allah forbid. Then an adult person, how many times a person comes and says, please help me now to get out of this. What is get out of what? He says, I'm caught up on to playing games on the whatever Xbox and see sometimes from Isha time I start off after Isha once in a while playing this some kind of car game. We thought that the car game stopped at the time of when a child finished infancy. Person is in his mid-ages. He says, I start after Isha before I know it is Fajr time. Lost track of time. Now this becomes the entertainment. And then it doesn't stop there. Then 
that too doesn't give the person the excitement he was he wants. Then he starts going into haram, and he starts watching all the filth, and then he gets caught up onto social media. And without that social media, and without the de Facebook, and without all the other things that totally drop him from the ranks of morality also, without that life becomes boring for him. Without that, there's no life left for him. He's like a fish out of water. If that for some reason his phone is out of order for that night, then he, he doesn't know how to spend his time. He's lost. And this becomes the reality, unfortunately, when this entertainment creeps in, till out of the Quran Sharif goes out. When this entertainment creeps in, the person will have the time to sit one hour, two hours on his phone. But he won't have five minutes to recite Durood Sharif. To recite Durood Sharif on Nabi Islam, he's had no time. He won't have time to take the name of Allah Ta'ala. To have talim in the home for a few minutes be impossible. Day in, day out, he'll say he just didn't get the time. But he had the time to deface himself on, defa- on Facebook. He had the time to be involved in all the other evils. On the phone and whatever else, on the internet. But this, it stems from, it stems from making this entertainment the object of life. Nobody made it by saying it so. But we allowed it to become so. We allowed it to now take control of ourselves. And that is now dictating what we do, when we do it, how we do it. And whether Deen will get a chance to gap in or not. This is something we have to work very, very hard at reversing. This is only the diagnosis. But the diagnosis itself is not the solution. The solution is that we have to come back to what Allah has given us in the Quran Sharif. There's something that we are asking for some fulfillment from within. The heart is crying for some fulfillment. And unfortunately we are looking for that fulfillment in all these things. That fulfillment will only come Allah bi dhikrillahi that in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and the primary part of remembrance is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. That in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala and in His remembrance in together with the general obedience, staying away from haram, fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala, then together with that tilawat of the Quran Sharif, the dhikr, taking the name of Allah Ta'ala, in this is that fulfillment. The heart will not get contentment in anything else. We can try from now till Qiyamah it will only keep increasing that thirst and there will never be any fulfillment until we come to where the fulfillment has been kept. Go out in the path of Allah wa ta'ala, spend the time correctly, go into the company of the mashayikh and the ahlullah, spend our time in a way that we will imbibe from their hearts that marifat of Allah wa ta'ala, that love of Allah wa ta'ala, then we will see this fulfillment, this peace, this serenity that we are desiring, that we are trying to get in everything else then we will achieve some kind of contentment. So the thing is first and foremost to recognize that this is a major disease. Unfortunately, if we are going to be in a state of denial, state of denial is not only a person who is in drugs, and is in a state of denial, a person who is an addict of entertainment, but is in a state of denial, he's not ready to accept that I'm an addict, but check our day. Just try and consider how much of time we spend just trying to amuse ourselves. Just trying to entertain ourselves, we'll realize we too have become addicted. Put the phone aside for a few nights and see whether we become like fish out of water and we'll realize we are addicted. So this is the first part of it, to recognize the addiction, to recognize the disease, but then to go to the ulama kiram the mashayikh, to go to the right sources and take the guidance of how to come out of this addiction and inshallah we'll see how fulfilling life becomes and how this life too will become successful and the main thing is we'll earn the pleasure of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and our akhirat will get made as well may Allah ta'ala give us a tawfiq wa akhirat awana alhamdulillah